Welcome to another episode of Writer in Geek Show. We are your hosts Vishnu and Shankar. Today we are continuing the discussion on the history of marriage. So if you haven't already checked out the first episode, make sure you do that and come back. Enjoy. Let's come back to India for some time. Like in uh, today's Indian culture, the wedding happens in either of the two ways. One. two people fall in love they decide to get married with or without the permission of their parents which which is a trend that has started since some time before earlier it was not possible because societies can come together and you know just prevent them from getting married and all it still happens I'm not saying there are people getting killed every day just because they wanted to get married to someone they love and the second way of getting married is arranged marriage very prevalent especially it's it's become more like a business and in places like where we come from uh, arranged marriage just depend on how much wealth someone has and it becomes more like a business deal uh, some of the states it still practice uh, the dowry culture is still practiced and more eligible you are more dowry you get yeah and there is a third kind where uh, two people fall in love then the family breaks them up and uh, <laughs> they make them get married to her <laughs> like two different people most common <laughs> common one right yeah <laughs> and there are some other uh, type of marriages uh, some lucky ones do get good families where they agree with each other and make it into an uh, ha, ha, it ha. becomes a love marriage which is turned into arranged marriage so if you look at movie concept of love marriage two people fall in love they run away and get married and all that this is like okay you guys love each other now leave it to us we will decide everything make it look like an arranged marriage irrespective of your caste and creed differences uh, i think this is the most prevalent one these days yeah. Yeah. i might be wrong but the humtum kind of marriage where rani mukherjee gets married to him exactly. uh, abhishek bachchan is the norm now yeah so that is the thing so but in if you go back to to history right indian history about marriages there were several different kind of marriages some of them were similar to this like strategic alliances where the parents decided oh you know what uh, because i want that country as my ally let me get ma- get you my daughter in exchange to your you know get married to your son and stuff like that so that becomes the two countries are bonded with that uh, relationship and they'll not be fighting against each other if you look at mahabharata stories ramayana there are a lot of such uh, stuff there was another kind of marriage called swayamvar uh, you know like rakhi sawant swayamvar and all we have seen right <laughs> So this is the one uh, in traditional sense uh, there'll be a number of eligible grooms uh, eligible should bachelors. be called bachelors yeah yeah eligible bachelors are lined up and each submit their case saying that this is why I'm great or this is why I'm a perfect match for you and there is usually a princess it used to happen at a higher level not at the level of uh, peasants like us it used to happen at a higher level where a king decides okay my daughter is going to do a swayamvar so let's line up all the eligible bachelors they can be princes from different states and countries and this bride decides who is the most eligible and puts a garland around him and then there is a traditional uh, proper marriage that happens after that so, yeah how uh, draupadi got married in mahabharata but there uh, the, the the bachelors they had to show show off their skills too poor karna then there was a different kind of marriage called gandharva vivaha which was the marriage that happened between shakuntala and dushyant this is a marriage where two people just decide that we we are a couple now there is nothing <laughs> grand about i it. like that no exchanging rings or whatever you see someone you know you you want to sleep with them for the rest of your life you are just like okay you know what we decide that we are married it's more like a live in relationship kind of situation but in the yeah, and, and, and they can exchange vows in front of a third person it can be a tree 
can be fire can be whatever so if <laughs> i imagine that let's say this light is going to be the person i am you know uh, committing my vows in front of i can do that something like that not weird at all and then there were some weird marriages where they never used to usually take the bride's consent one of the worst cases were something called paishacha marriage which is more like date rape wow so uh, females used to be seduced when they are intoxicated or sleeping and or they if they are mentally challenged uh, but this was condemned in um, all the traditional scriptures including manuspriti and um, not regularly practiced but there are certain cases in mm-hmm. remember we talked about chola nayakans the tribe yeah so there uh, this type of a marriage happened where uh, it's not like date rape but the thing was like the, the two people will fight with each other two guys and the one who wins can get married to the girl so but the thing was like the girl had no say in this exactly that was similar to this one and there was a little bit diluted down version of this one called rakshasa marriage where the groom comes in uh, fights with the relatives of the girl and kind of kidnaps her away and gets married this is how arjuna got married to subhadra but the only difference was this was pre planned so krishna is the one who suggested you know what there is no other way you can do it they used to love each other but so this was not as perfectly a rakshasa marriage but it was made to look like that so arjuna came uh, fought with you know subhadra's relatives and took her away yeah setting the trend the, the the kind of marriages which is shown in movies right not like right now but mm-hmm. probably in the 80s or 90s it used to like give a screwed up idea to the entire world like especially in bollywood Yeah. I remember there was this movie Amir Khan's movie I forgot which one it is pretentious movie reviews they had done a review of that movie in that like this guy is a snake charmer and how they get married and all is like they 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 rape the girl and they get married yeah so maybe indian movies can be an entirely different episode very ridiculous stuff mm-hmm. right uh, even today Yes so if you look at rural part of india right there are still stuff that happens which is similar to this where i don't think um, girls have any say and even in some cases the guys also don't have any say the mm. family decides who gets married to whom which was not just a practice in uh, india which will be very surprising it was practiced during medieval times in western cultures as well so the higher members of the nobility normally were decided based on the strategy and how the alliances need to be some of them rarely got to decide based on okay i love this person let me get married and they used to get a ceremony then but the lower level of society if they wanted to get married to the person they loved they used to pay an extra fee for that <laughs> and in some cases the villagers decide who should get married to who. and i'm That's really cool. glad that i was oh not born during God. medieval times although it, for the sake of history i do think that once in a while if i could go back to medieval times it would be nice to see how people were and how things were but given an option i would not like to have been born during that time. so if we had an opportunity to like go back i would like to be invisible you know like they shouldn't be able to see me or like do anything to me i can just be a bystander and watch what is happening yes so that's like the like ideal brand, scenario like brand right <laughs> yeah but <laughs> such a waste of a person yeah so coming back to the mainstream media like how movies affected uh, the the kind of wedding culture in india most of the movies like where there is some some kind of even if consent happens and two people have sex and they ha- the girl gets pregnant right the next idea is like even though they don't want to get married it's like they get married even if a rape happens uh, the court even judges you know one of the movies they have this thing like the court judges that the rapist should get married yeah, as if it's some sort of punishment yeah. to the yeah and it's yeah. a happy ending it seems unbelievable yeah 
And one other topic which needs to be mentioned here is that of polygamy. There are still some cultures who follow, which follow that. But in ancient times, polygamy was a very natural thing. Man used to have multiple wives, which was more prevalent than a woman having multiple husbands. But even if you look at our um, ancient books and stuff, there are so many examples, right? Each king in our uh, mythology usually had more than one wife. And in case of Draupadi, she had more than one husband as well. It was an okay thing. Right. But later on, when societies became more civil, uh, there was a restriction on the, how many wives you can have. And most cultures settle down on monogamy, wherein you are bound to one partner for as long as the marriage exists. Still, there are some um, exceptions to this, but mostly, you know, everybody sticks to monogamy. But there is uh, this another kind of marriage which existed in Kerala, especially like the Nambudiris would get mm. married to like... The old ones, like guys in their 60s and all that, they'll get married to like young, yeah. uh, lower caste yeah. women, right? I think the movie Parina, Parina if you remember, yes. was highlighting this issue which was existing. So, um, there will be this guy who is about to, maybe his time is about to be done. He gets married to a very young woman. And in in this in, uh, early Kerala society, right, the Nambudri's family, only the eldest son was allowed to get married to a Nambudri woman. All the others had to get married to a lower caste like Nayars and stuff like that. That's why the first, uh, the marriage between the Nambudri and his Brahman, uh, Brahman or Nambudri wife was called Veli. Rest of it, rest of the weddings where the younger ones get married to these lower caste women were called Sambandam. Sambandam. Sambandam literally means an affair, right? It kind, It's like, a, yeah, it kind of has a negative ring to it. It mm. doesn't feel like a legitimate marriage. Maybe uh, that is because of this. So if we were from a uh, Nambudri family, I'll be getting married to a Nambudri girl and you'll have to find someone who's a Nair. So basically I can have affairs. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's not that the elder guy doesn't have any affairs. It was completely screwed up that time. Yeah. So if you watch Parinam, you, you'll get a good idea about how it used to work. Like, uh, it's a story about this girl getting married to a this girl in his, her teenage years getting yeah, she married. She was not even to twenty, her. yeah, if I remember right. And the guy was somewhere somewhere in his sixties or seventies. Yeah, and she engages in some affair and all those kind of stuff, and the society turns it into a big deal. So, like, I've heard from accounts from our uh, grandparents and all that. Like back then, these uh, Nambuzri households, like. Uh, the lower caste people, they go there and work there, right? Yeah. Especially women. And the Andarjanams. Andarjanams are like... Andarjanams are the wives of, of these Nambudris. Yeah. So they'll be like always inside the their rooms and they're not supposed to like go out and all that. And these Nambudri guys, they used to be like roam around everywhere. And these lower caste women, when they're working in their households, the Nambudri households... They're not supposed to wear anything upwards of their chest. Yeah. So they are supposed and to... And that was a practice till, till uh, 20th century. It's yeah, not yeah. something that is ancient. Yeah, I think it used to happen till like 1960s or even 70s. I'm not sure about that. But I've heard from our uh, grandma, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, yeah, probably they were like super horny guys. I'm not sure. But <laughs> it was like not good. Yeah. practices were not good so um and i think even during the medieval time is when catholic church also decided that um, they should settle down with monogamy and not practice polygamy as a you know general uh, practice and inevitably along with the institution of marriage comes divorce right <laughs> not in all cases but um yeah sometimes it, things don't work out and you just want to find a way out and this practice had existed in the medieval uh, you know in the ancient times as well 
Greece uh, was one of the places where divorce was practiced. Rome also had divorce practices, although it was not, you know, as prevalent as Greece. It was not considered to be uh, really um, as popular as, you know, other uh, places. But when the culture grew and the state became bigger and it became more civil, divorces were allowed. And in the medieval time during the Catholic Church, Catholic Church was the one which was deciding everything in Europe, right? And they used to involve in marriages and all that. Divorce was not considered to be a highly respectable thing. So uh, uh, there was a different process called annulment <laughs> where the church has to come and give an agreement saying that, okay, now you are not husband wives anymore, uh, which was famously disregarded by a king of England called Henry the Se- Henry the Eighth or Seventh. Uh, the guy who had six ma- who had uh, six wives, so he wanted to divorce one of his wives to get married to another wife, sixth wife or fifth wife or something. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so he uh, defied the uh, Catholic Church, and I think he is the one who set up the uh, Protestant Church in England. Very nice. Just Very for the nice. sake of getting a divorce. Yeah, that's. Hey, but you know what? He started the movement, right? I think. I see. I cannot. Con- I am not sure about it right now, but I think that is how the entire thing started there. Uh, he was not happy with how the uh, Catholic Church was treating his divorce. He just wanted another wife, right? So he was like, why is it your business to get involved in my stuff? Pretty I don't chill. need your agreement to get married to someone else. Pretty chill. Let's assume that he started it. So yeah, not <laughs> his story is not that chill though. Yeah. He died of obesity and all oh, that. Oh, wow. Oh, is he the guy who used to keep food around his... Uh, yeah, he was really... Uh, bed, towards the end of even his life, he was nights. really... Uh, he became very fat and... He had many other yeah. chronic illness and all. Yeah, so like whatever he started uh, right now has turned into a billion dollar business. You won't believe it. Divorce and funerals are like billion dollar businesses. And in some societies, uh, divorce was as simple as uh, a verbal announcement, right? Just saying that, you know, we are done. Even in Muslim society, talaq was one of the... And it became a bit of controversy in the modern age. Now it's not practiced in a legal way anywhere. Where if you if the husband feels that he is done, he can just say talaq three times and the wedding is considered to be end, you know. Yeah, a major controversy happened uh, on the basis of that, like last year too, right? With the government announcing that it's illegal. No, I mean like the court announcing that it's illegal. Yeah, but I don't think any modern Muslim society practices that anymore as a mainstream way of getting a divorce. I think everybody goes through a proper channel and uh, as as good as any other... Yeah, we are consciously trying to keep away from controversies. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so uh, those are the uh, facts, uh, some of the things that I could dig out uh, about marriages and stuff. But there are some interesting and crazy stuff if you're interested, right, which mostly uh, come from the medieval time. So there was this practice in ancient Greece uh, where if a woman's father dies without having a male heir to carry the bloodline, she can be forced to divorce and get married to a nearest relative. Just to make sure that the family bloodline is being continued. In, even <laughs> if she's married, can you believe wow, it? Wow, okay. This is absolutely spooky and uh, crazy. In some cultures, people believed in getting someone married to the spirit of someone who is already dead. This was also done uh, strategically to plan alliances and stuff. <laughs> I can't even comprehend that. I've heard about people getting married to a dead body and stuff. And there is one more thing. I think in Nagaland culture... There is this thing like where if you're getting married and one of the person is not in town, like physically present. Proxy marriages. Yeah, right. there are like proxy marriages happening there where if like the girl or guy is not in town, they can 
actually conduct the ceremony with their sibling does the ceremony involve first night as well that's what i was thinking you know it's not but yeah like the sibling can take over get married oh God, they'll be so yeah it's it's screwed up <laughs> like can the marriage not wait for few days i know right like if you are if you if you are getting married and you are not in town i can actually <laughs> be the one who gets married but the but the legal uh, thing will be like you and the, the girl getting married so it's like a weird process but yeah whatever works man absolutely <laughs> weird and uh, talking about the commitment towards the country and forming alliances there was this roman statement who married off his wife to his friend to make sure that there is a strong bond between the states and once his friend died he remarried his uh, ex wife again i i i have no words and in medieval europe upper class aristocrats usually had arranged marriages and the practice of adultery was a regular thing just to make sure that that this marriage is going very strong they said that practicing adultery is what keeps the marriage alive and healthy uh, i have so many questions but i think there'll be no like logical explanation so i'm just going to yeah, not it, ask and also questions. in some part of the world i mean in india it is very obvious that you you know you cannot display your affection to anyone it is considered to be against the culture or what not but little earlier after the 1600 even after the 1600s and 1700s during that time in parts of america and europe it was considered to be um, impolite to express too much love to your spouse and calling them nicknames like people do these days right it was Bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo. considered to be highly, <laughs> yeah it was considered to be highly uh, impolite wow and, and one more thing it's not like a marriage ritual but in india probably like it existed 300 years back or like 200 250 like if the husband uh, dies the 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 wife has to like sacrifice her herself sati. like the widow has to like sacrifice that was called sati uh, so right. basically when a, in the hindu uh, tradition when the husband dies the wife had to jump into his funeral pyre and but, kill herself as well i think raja ram mohan roy yeah. was a person who is credited with uh, bringing the movement to ban sati in yeah. india he's he was such a reformer so i think that kind of we'll just wind it up here if you want to talk about marriages and stuff there are a lot of other things we can talk about some controversial and some funny and some what not but then um, i would leave it to our audience to go and you know read more about it which is our intention just to get the conversation started and you can take it from there so let's know what you think about it go subscribe to us follow us on instagram facebook and check out our it, website you know and if you are okay you can share uh, your marriage experiences as well <laughs> oh yeah 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 we probably we can do Read another out, episode yeah. and you know probably get you on the show <laughs> i'm not sure about that but cool yeah. so that winds up the episode thank you so much for listening uh, go to our socials and uh, you know keep following us for new episodes and stuff like that we really appreciate you listening to us